Hello and welcome to another commercial real estate professional investors group podcast with your host, J.W. Nigerian, a Maydown Media Group production. Hello everybody, this is J.W. Nigerian. I'm here today with Daniel Miller. Hello, Daniel. Hello, J.W. Good morning. Nice to be Good here. Morning. Well, you're in uh, southern, uh, sunny Southern California, like I am. So it's a wonderful day out today. It really really is, yes. And uh, I have Daniel on today uh, because Daniel is going to talk to us about something I feel is very important for us to know about, and that's um, that's email. Uh, Daniel works for Benchmark Email, and uh, I think uh, what do you have over seventy thousand customers, Daniel? Currently, yes, we have over about 73,000 actual customers, users that utilize our service on a daily basis. So uh, Daniel is kind of the expert in uh, email marketing, and um, we're going to kind of uh, – Daniel's been kind enough to uh, you know, take the time to sit down with us today and kind of go over all the wonderful aspects of how to use email to your advantage if you're a business or marketing um, the tips, the tricks, what to do, what not to do, and all those kind of great things. So, Daniel, let's just jump into it. I've got uh, my first question for you is, um, uh, what is permission-based email marketing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, sending an email to someone who has given you direct permission is really what englobes um, the, 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 the meaning of permission-based email marketing. For example, um, if I were to go to your website right now, JW, and I sign up to your, let's say, your monthly newsletter, now I've given you direct permission to send me those emails. Um, this can be many times confused. Um, a, I, we get a lot of clients that will come up and say, you know what, I have this opt-in list, um, which is, you know, it is a permission-based email. Um, but when it comes down to it, how exactly have these subscribers opted in? Um, and many times someone will go to, let's say, a jewelry site, and they'll opt in to receive jewelry. Now, um, at the very bottom is that fine print on which um, it says that your information will be sold and shared with everyone else. Um, and now before you know it, you know, you've opted into the the general subject of jewelry. And now you start getting emails left and right from, you know, companies that you've never even heard of. So in regards to that, our company, uh, we, we actually don't focus on that type of email marketing. We only allow you to send, just like I said, people that have signed up directly to you, which we consider a, a, a true permission-based email marketing. Okay, well, this sets up a, a quandary for a lot of people. Okay, they say, unless they're buying a list and, and uh, you know, a and that can be expensive, uh, it's kind of like uh, catch-22. Okay, I don't have a list, so how do I send out to people that know I'm there so that they can go to my page and opt in? <laughs> that's that this is yeah I, I completely do this this is you know it's perfect sense um it's kind of it's really kind of like starting out your credit score um you know what i just actually moved here um to the united states and um going forward i applied to get a credit card and they told me i can't because i need credit and i said well how do i get a credit well you need a credit card for that <laughs> so it's kind of the the never-ending story but alternatives to buying a list i would say build your own um i know it sounds like it could be a hassle and maybe time consuming but really on the wrong on the long run it's the best thing you can do um when you actually buy a list that all the time daniel that is um 
inbound marketing and outbound marketing. Actually, we're talking about outbound marketing with email, but the way you the way you do that is the way you build your list is with inbound marketing. That's putting out really good content, um, uh, getting yourself a good SEO rating so people come and find your stuff. Is that correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. As well, nowadays we live in the digital world. There's so many other tools out there that can, you know, allow you to to engage better with, you know, other people that might not know your company. I mean, social media, that's that's done a huge thing for online marketing in general. Um, but, you know, just, just to kind of go back to, to the list, um, you know, when the most common way when, when people buy a list um, is to figure out exactly how that list was obtained. Um, like I mentioned before, the most common way is when I sign up to a service, there's that fine print at the bottom that says, by signing up with us, you're allowing us to share or sell your information to other services similar to ours. Right then and there, your information is sold, you know, and you start getting emails left and right from companies you haven't even heard of. Now, my question is, what would you normally do with those emails that you've never signed up with? Most likely, you'll delete them or maybe even worse, mark them as spam. Do you want to be one of those um, companies that are sending out emails to people that haven't really signed up to you that will mark you as spam? That's really the the main question. Um, right. So when it comes down to building your own personal list, um, you're also building a relationship with your customers. And, you know, a lot of companies forget about that personal touch and simply treat their customers as a number. Um, these days, with everything being digital, um, it's really easy to get followers and true subscribers. I mean, there's hundreds of tools out there that with the right ideas in place, you can build a great list in no time. Great. Let's, let's kind of back up a little bit for the people who don't understand. They, they hear us throwing around terms like opt-in and things like that, and I'm sure there's plenty of people on the call that do understand. But for those who don't, um, what is a, an opt-in list? And what instead of using opt-in or double opt-in, um, what, what are the penalties if you just go out and decide to spam a big list? Yeah, absolutely. What an opt-in list really is, is somebody that has signed up to receive uh, your series of emails, your services, they've opted in to your service. Now, once again, this can be confused, just like I mentioned before, with a permission-based email um, in which someone will opt into a general service. Uh, We get many customers that will come and say, you know what, I have this list, Um, I joined an association and they allow me to send to these contacts, this is an opt-in list. Yes, that's considered an opt-in list, but unfortunately with our company in particular, we wouldn't allow you to send to that particular list because they've just opted into the subject in general, not to your your name or to your company specific. Um, Differences between an opt-in and a double opt-in, a opt-in email address is someone that has given you permission to send them emails. Now, when we go up the next step and we talk about a double opt-in, what that basically means is I've signed up to your service and you've actually sent me a confirmation email to make sure that I've signed up. Once I click on that link, now I'm giving you permission to send me further emails. That is what would be considered a double opt-in email address. Usually you can tell uh, opt-in email because... uh First of all, you've signed up to a serve. You've gone to a landing page. This is how you opt in. You go to a landing page or you go to some place and you put in your email address and your name or your phone number or some other information. And now, they, uh, now they're allowed through the standard opt-in to send you something back. The double opt-in would be they'd send you an email back saying click through this link, substantiate that, uh, that you are there. 
And the double yeah, absolutely. is kind of good because now you get you, you have now tested their email address. Is that correct? That is correct. And another good thing, and this is a perfect example, we had a great customer not too long ago. We were trying to get them to, to sign up to, to actually change their sign-up box to have a double opt-in process, which she never wanted to do. And um, I, I got to tell you, there's there's a lot of people out there that, you know, for some reason they just, they just want to do malicious things. And um, when you don't have a uh, double opt-in sign-up form, you're opening yourself up for um, bad exposure as well. Let's say that I don't like your site or your site is a competition to mine and I want to, you know, I, I, I want to damage your reputation and I know you don't have a double opt-in. Um, there's there's currently out there a lot of, um, as you would call, spam traps. Um, there's uh, nonprofit companies that work on trying to stop spam and what they'll do is they'll set out a couple of email addresses out there on which if you happen to send a promotional email to, they will immediately block your account and could blacklist your IP. Um, so what would happen is if I sign up one of those email addresses to your sign-up form, which does not have a double opt-in form, I've already opted in that email, which you'll send a promotional email to. That could get you in, in trouble, so to speak, um, as opposed to if you actually have a confirmation email, those companies recognize the confirmation emails, will not confirm, and simply leave it at as that. Right. Permission-based email marketing. Let's get back to that. That's where you're sending out an email uh, that has been – go ahead and explain it real quick. Permission-based email marketing is when you actually send an email to someone that has uh, given you direct permission to send out to. Um, again, this can be done in many forms, many ways, but uh, the, 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 for best email marketing practices, it's best if, if uh, the contact is actually signed up directly to you, not just, to, not just opted in to a subject in general. Okay, and we know you're with Benchmark Email. There's other companies. Uh, there's... Uh a Weber and uh, some something Chimp Chimp Mail or something. There's, there's Mailchimp, correct? Contact a lot of people know that company because they probably get a lot of mail from that. Um, your company and all the rest of the companies do have a way to set up landing pages and ways to get people to opt in the the, the single and the double opt in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes down to um, actually uh, allowing our our customers uh, obtain more subscribers, we do facilitate this with providing them sign-up forms, which they can customize. They can add their own logos, uh, change the colors of it, modify them, and so forth from there. And, of course, um, with with our particular sign-up forms, we actually um, do enforce a double opt-in sign-up form. And, really, it's just for the security of, of um, our users, clients, and as well of our servers, of course. And that's what I like about a service like yours is it makes it really simple. You know, I don't, I'm not a technical genius, so it makes it really simple for me to use a service to, to build the double opt-in uh, with plug-and-play. I don't have to know any coding or any of that stuff. And uh, I've used your service. I know that you can actually drop it into a – you can tell it to drop into a particular box. So if you have multiple landing pages, one for this gizmo and one for that widget, you could drop the opt-ins into different address books. Uh, allowing you to market them differently. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Not only that, um, let's say you would like to drop it into the same um, actual um, 
address That's book, you can actually right. even create segmentations based on what your subscriber has filled out in the form. You can have that automatically segment itself into various segmentations of your main list, if if that makes sense. No, no, that's great because then you could then you don't have to duplicate this address over many books. Exactly. Well, that's very cool. Let me ask you this. There's list buying out there, obviously. What's the difference between getting your opt in and just going out there and getting a list? Somebody you know, if somebody sees these these ads for buying lists, um, what are the alternatives or what are the, what's the good thing about buying a list, the bad thing, those kind of things? Well, I mean, it's something that I try to, to tell everyone that I've been on the phone with that says, Daniel, I bought this list. I try to flip it around immediately. Um, you know, when you buy a list, the most common way that, that your list is obtained is um, I'll, I'll go to a service, right, and I'll sign up. Let's say I go to Daniel Miller's dealership, and um, I sign up to it. And at the very bottom, there's this fine print that says, by signing up to us, you are allowing us to share or sell your information to other dealerships. Now what's happening is my information has been sold to, of course, this person that just bought it. And in regards to that, when when you sign up to something, you don't expect to receive hundreds of emails from other services, right? I mean, that's that's right. just... I, I'm signing up to Daniel Miller's dealership. Why am I getting John dealership's emails and all these other ones? It's really going to frustrate the subscriber. Um, so now John, which also has a dealership, he went to Company X, bought this list um, that Daniel Miller's dealership created, and um, now I'm starting to send to all these contacts that, yes, they opted into Daniel's dealership, but, of course, because of that fine print, I'm allowed to send to them. Um, how are those subscribers going to react to your emails? They never signed up for it. They, they don't, they don't know what your service is. Yeah, they signed up to a dealership, but that doesn't mean they want to hear from all the dealerships. And for that same reason, um, by purchasing a list, you could actually influence um, your your reputation in a bad way because your subscriber, you know, you're, it's kind of more intrusive than anything. I mean, I didn't sign up to you. I signed up to Daniel's. What's going on here? How did you obtain my information? And then they get skeptical on that. And, of course, people get scared, and then they don't really want to sign up to other services. Now, is there an alternative to buying a list? Yes, of course. Like I mentioned before, you know, there's so many online tools that people can utilize, um, you know, to, 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 to build their own personal list. And, again, you're not just building a list. You're building a relationship. When you buy a list, you're just buying numbers. You're buying contacts that you're going to try to market to. When you actually build a list, you're building a reputation as well that goes with that. And as we all know, um, the best marketing is word of mouth. So if, if you impress that person, he's going to talk about it, and you'll get subscribers in no time. Well, you know, you just hit the nail on the head, Daniel. Um, you know, it really comes down to if um, Bob has a list that has a million people in it that don't know anything about Bob, and Daniel has a list of 5,000 people who totally trust Daniel. And Daniel allows me to use his list because he likes my product and thinks it's a, something that would be good for the list that he has. I would rather use the 5,000 that Daniel has than the million that Bob has because I'm going to get a much better response from the 5,000, to be honest. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. I mean, tell me if this hasn't happened to you before. Um, you'll turn on your computer. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll go through it, 
and you have a million new emails. You know, you know, you've won the Ukrainian lottery. Um, some prince from I don't know where trying to send you his trust fund money, and of course, you know, you get the classic, you know, enlargement emails and so forth from there. And I don't know about you, but I just click through all the emails that I don't know, that I'm not aware of, that um, you know aren't familiar to me, and I just simply either delete them or mark them as spam, so later on I can focus on the emails that you know that 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 I truly want to hear from. You mean, you mean that uh, I really Microsoft really doesn't want to send me uh, five million dollars? <laughs> I, I I wish they would. I wish they would. <laughs> oh darn it! I was counting on that. <laughs> All right, so uh, we we're we're talking about the the list, and and you know you're, I think you're totally right. The list is a big issue because they sell these as saying these are guaranteed people who have said that uh, they want to receive stuff, but you're right. I, 99% of the stuff that I get, I chuck. And one of the things that I do, and I think a lot of people are starting to get aware of, and that is creating aliases. I have an alias. When I sign up with a company, I say I sign up with ABC Company to get something from them. I sign up at my.com, jwnigerian.com. I'll put it as ABC at jwnigerian.com. Well, hmm. then, when AB, I start getting offers from all over the world to, to that email address, I just dump that email address. Exactly. So these lists, if, if everybody was doing what I'm doing and creating these aliases, which are, by the way, if you have Yahoo or Hotmail, are free and easy and you can make as many as you want, um, then these lists are garbage. You're going to be, you're going to be sending to nowhere. Yeah, that, wanna, that's you know, absolutely I true. I don't want to fight with the companies that make the lists. I'm sure there's some really reputable companies that have some great lists out there. Um, but I'm with you. I would rather build my own, build my community, build my reputation, and, and get to know, you know, a lot of people on, on the list And uh, because I think you're going to get a much better um, turnaround or less of a bounce rate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's not really just about the bounce rate and so forth. It's really about building that relationship with these with these subscribers, customers, which, you know, they've subscribed to you. They believe in what you're telling them. They, they want to hear from you. Those are the true people that, you know, that, that will continue. And then you want to build your list? Well, send out a promotional email, you know, forward this to five friends that will sign up, and you'll get X gift, you know. That's, that's really the best way to do it because, like we said, word of mouth is really the best marketing there is. Absolutely. And then we go on, if we get a little more advanced, one of the keys to, um, if, you're, if you're marketing over a, a list, is if somebody's bought something from you in the past and, and you sold them a decent product or a decent service, they're more apt to buy from you in the future. So in, um, instead of building huge lists, uh, learning how to remarket the list that you have can be very important. Exactly. It's all about the, qua- the quality of the list instead of the quantity. Exactly. Okay, so let's see. Um, I have a lot of questions for you. Let's uh, get going and give, them, give, give our listeners some more golden nuggets here. Go right ahead. <laughs> um, what are the main beginner mistakes people make? You know, uh, people get into uh, the whole email marketing process. They think they're going to make a zillion dollars selling their widget. Um, they, they, do, they go out there and they, they send out 100,000 emails and they get one or two responses back. It gets very aggravating. So, well, to tell you the truth, 
Um, I don't. I don't really think there's a perfect guide to email marketing, um, especially because there's so many different factors that are involved. Um, each industry is different. Uh, maybe a coupon site, of course, they want to send out daily deals with the daily deal boom. Um, but now, imagine a real estate agent um, sending daily emails. I mean, how often does the average person buy a house? I mean, that's the. So it's all relative on 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 the industry that you're in and really what you want to do. Um, do you want to sell a product? right away? Do you want to gain more subscribers or do you simply want to just keep your 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 brand floating in someone's head? Um, so in regards to this, what are the, the beginner mistakes that I've that I often seeing really is really in the in the in the most important part of an email, which is the subject line or the from name. Um, everyone wants to stand out. Everyone wants to be catchy, and for that same reason, you know, they commit huge mistakes. At least to 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 um, to my eyes, and. In regards to it, for instance, um, I get a lot of customers that they want to build up, um, you know, they want to sell fast. And it says, uh, you know, they have this promotion going on, you know, buy two and get one free. And in the subject line, they'll write in all capitals, free, you know, X product with the purchase of so-and-so. And you know what? It's, it's great. But at the same time, you know, when you send out an email, all of the ISPs, which are the, the recipient's um, company that they utilize to set up their email. Right. So, for instance, Hotmail would, would be considered an ISP, Gmail, and so forth. So these ISPs are getting smarter day by day, minute to minute, really. And they, they start to learn what the user likes and what they don't. So when I start receiving a lot of emails that have the same uh, the same structure to it, and I start deleting them or marking them as spam, my ISP has learned that and will automatically do that for the further emails that will come in. Every, every once in a while, it will shoot me one out and ask me, hey, is this spam or not? And then going on from there, we'll continue to learn. Now, it learns what we do, but it also has a default pre-settings on certain keywords that it may find in specific emails, such as free, make millions now, a lot of dollar signs, or using all capitals, for instance. So mm -hmm. the beginner mistakes that I see a lot is exactly that, using those keywords in the subject line, which is the first thing that the ISP really looks at, and in capitals or a lot of exclamation marks. And their whole goal is to try to stand out and um, you know be, be different from all the other emails that their subscriber is receiving. But what they don't understand is, is it's, that's actually um, uh, uh, taking them down the wrong path and uh, ruining really their reputation with the ISP. So well, you see, we've seen those emails out there where they spell free, free asterisk mark, F asterisk mark, R asterisk mark, E, you know, trying to fool the systems, which just when you see it, the first thing you do is delete it because you know it's spam flying at you. Exactly. Exactly. And we go back to that, right? What happens when we open up our inbox and we have all of those spam emails? I mean, I don't know about you, but when I open my inbox and I have it like that, I feel like it's it's messy I and, and I feel like I need to clear it up. So immediately I'll just start checking them all that I don't recognize or that are not familiar with me and either delete them or even worse, mark them as spam. And going yeah, forward I with that, go I, got, through, I, do it. I go through now. I get so many, so much garbage that... I go through now and I look for the things that I know that are real, and I get rid of everything. I don't even scan over the other stuff. So um, I'm sure I've got rid of an important email or two just because I don't look that careful. I look for the stuff I know is coming through and other and just dump the rest. 
Exactly, and that was by accident. And going forward with that as well, uh, the ISPs will also learn on emails that you don't open. So not only um, do they learn what you can delete and mark as spam, they also learn what you don't open. And emails that you don't open for an X amount of time, they will stop going into your inbox and start going into your junk folder because your ISP thinks you're not interested in this anymore. Um, so, you know, but I, I also get a lot of clients that tell me, Daniel, I do have something for free I want to promote, though. This is legit. You know, it's, it's completely true. I want to send it out. How can I do it? And, you know, I take it back to them and I say, well, to be honest with you, in this day and age, if someone offers you anything for free, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What's wrong with this product? Why, why is he giving it out for free? What's, you know, what's, there's got to be a catch to it, right? right? So for the same reason, both ways, the ISPs and your subscriber are going to find it very skeptical when they see in the, in the subject line, free in big, bold letters. So whatever you do, I would highly recommend not using it. <laughs> if you're putting out valuable content all the time, people really don't mind seeing an ad in the place or you mentioning a product every once in a while, not, you know, not constantly pounding them with a product. You can get out there and give value and talk to people like they're real people and talk about your product without aggravating the, the, the heck out of people. It, it, when you decide that you want to try to go by the numbers and pound everybody with your um, with selling, you know, every, you know, five emails a day, five days a week, uh, you're really going to have problems. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's because that's, that's giving them an overload. And not only that, that's that's when, when they'll get tired of it and then start deleting your emails, which, which could be, yeah, it, again, it's going against your reputation. And it's getting harder out there because we used to be able to, I would say five years ago you could probably sell uh, pretty well on the pretty well on the internet um, for the most part, but now there's so much noise out there with everybody selling uh, that it's just it's ridiculous. It gets to the point where I probably delete 99 percent of the stuff that comes through my box. Yeah, I I can't agree more with you. It's it's really overloaded, but it's exactly what you said. It's about standing out, not with free offers and so forth, but with good content and and good emails that people really want to hear from you. And you know, it's it's really about getting to know your subscriber. And as I've been saying since since we started, um, build a relationship with them. You will get to know them better, and of course, sell to them in a better way, or 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 simply market to them in that better way because you know what your subscriber likes. You're not just blasting out emails thinking you know what they like. You're sending them exactly what they've signed up for. And then you've, you've, you've moved that forward to, to understand what else do they like by asking them simple questions in the emails and always engaging with them and having them interact with you. Do you have poll capability in your emails? Oh, yeah, we certainly do. Polls and surveys. That's a very, I mean, one of the big things we, you want to, we like to teach with any kind of marketing or sales is the number one way to sell your product is to listen to what to what the uh, client wants. Uh, as exactly, to convince them to get something they don't. It's something that um, you know. It was it was really being lost. I mean, I'm 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 a young man myself, but I'm I'm very old fashioned. <laughs> so you know, I'm 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 used to you know the, the the customer support. Someone that will be there. That that if I call them, they'll pick up the phone and, and treat me. You know, as as a customer that I am. Um, but that's that's been, been that's been lost over the years, and the companies have really taken over and just doing whatever they want. But 
now with all this social media, the the user really has the voice again. Because if we don't like something, we can go to we can go Facebook it, Twitter it, and it can go viral. And that company could get you know they they could they could lose a lot more than just one customer. Right. Yeah, I think that uh, you're correct. I think the pendulum is swinging back again, where um, even companies like Dell and and you know Verizon, all these companies that have opted to get onto Twitter and Facebook and and actually. Uh, build whole departments around customer service. Um, you know, they're moving back towards uh, talking to the customer again. Exactly, and it's really the best way to go about it. Because again, um, you know, the customer when they talk bad about you, oh man, they're, they're gonna they're gonna share with all their friends, and their friends will share it. When they talk good, they'll share it, and if you convince your friends, they'll also be sharing it as well. So, I mean, you put it side by side, you weigh it out. <laughs> okay, so. Um, how do you start and how do you continue best email marketing practices? What are these practices? Well, this is uh, really something that I see here and there. Um, some people, uh, you know, they, they hear about email marketing. They get all excited. They hear about the return on investment of it. They love it. And then they start sending emails, not really knowing what to send, really what they're doing. And finally, they get tired of doing the same thing over and over again because that's what they're doing. They're sending out just, let's say, a monthly newsletter. And, of course, that's, you know, that's, that's when they, in a way, give up on email marketing. Um, to tell you the truth, a good way to start email marketing is to engage with your customers from day one. Um, when they sign up, send them an email that's really generic with a lot of links and learn what your customer likes. Um, with the email marketing, you can track each and individual one of those links who's clicked on them. So, for instance, let's say that, you know, again, let's go back to the dealership. Um, let's say you sign up to my dealership, and the first email that I send you out is, you know, welcome to our dealership. Um, here's, some, here's, some, uh, here's some of our weekly specials. And I have specific links, which are sports cars, SUVs, trucks, you know, you name it, I have it. And now I notice that uh, JW comes along, he signs up, and as soon as he received that email, he clicked on sports cars. Oh, wait a second. Now I know that JW likes sports cars. So now what I want to do is learn from this, learn from what my subscriber is telling me since he clicked on that, and maybe um, segment him into a list which is, you know, sports cars. So now I'm going to start sending you emails about sports cars. Now, let's take that back just two more steps. And how often does someone really buy a car? Well, not, you know, maybe once every five, ten years, depending on, you know, situation of, of each, but um, it's really not an everyday thing. So I still want to engage with JW. How exactly can I do this? Well, how about instead of sending you just deals and promos and, you know, what my new cars, how about if I send you articles related to sports cars, you know, get you involved in the whole situation. And what I'm really doing there is building my brand to when you're out on the street and someone asks you, hey, JW, I'm looking to buy a car. I'm thinking about a sports car. Daniel Miller's dealership will be the first name that comes to your mind because, of course, you subscribe to me, and I send you wonderful emails. You get all this wonderful information about concept cars, sports cars that are, com that are coming out from me. I've built a relationship with you, and you're going right. to share that with all of your friends. And I've noticed a lot of the uh, dealerships now are not only sending me stuff that, um, that they think is relevant to me because they're doing exactly what you're saying, but they're also sending me coupons for service because a lot of the uh, car companies who had lost a lot of money are saying, why are we allowing the, um, you know, the corner guy to make all the money on repair? Um, we need him coming to our service department. 
So the service departments <laughs> for all these uh, car places are now actually competing with the ones in town, but they used to be doubly expensive. So they're sending you coupons and letting you know the specials. It's good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah of a course. Lot of our, my clients are, are real estate. How would you? How would that that work for them? I mean, because like you said, how do you often do you buy a home? Exactly. Well, when it comes down to, to real estate, it's really about uh, the, the same scenario. Um, in your first email or in, in the first couple of emails, try to engage with your customer to click on links. Um, and, again, this is just you learning from your subscriber what they like to, once again, put them in, in general lists that you may have um, to continue be, being able to send them emails on a monthly base without overloading them about, homes or commercial real estate and so forth because, again, you don't really buy a house that often. So, again, when it comes down to, to um, real estate, when someone signs up to receive emails from me, most likely they're looking to buy a house on that first spot. But, again, you're, you're looking for that reference. You're looking for them to, to tell other people about, um, your, about their experience with you and so forth from there. So in those initial emails that are sent out to them, think about engaging with them at different levels, not just about business. Uh, maybe talk about, you know, the home market. Uh, maybe talk about exactly, you know, maybe um, other appliances, other, other, um, other scenarios. That, that your customer could be involved in on that daily basis and, of course, in regards to home ownership or whatever it is. And then moving forward from there, you've learned that your subscriber likes these certain things. When certain media comes up, feel free to just send them an email here and there saying, hey, you know what, um, did you know that this happened in, you know, in, in, in this subject, yada, 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 and explain that to them. And that way your customer, again, you're engaging with them at a different level now they've not only bought a house from you, they're in a way um, getting close to, you know, a, a, a friendship in a way. And, again, it's most likely for them to refer you to other friends, business partners, and so forth. Okay, Daniel, so um, for a lot, of, a lot of the people out there, they're saying, wow, this is a, this is a lot of work. This could be a, you know, a whole thing on it, a whole job onto itself. Um, I, so I wanted to bring up um, the marketing campaigns. And I believe they were originally put together because the whole idea was when you um, bring somebody a widget and you market them this widget, usually they have to see it like seven times before they click on it. So uh, a lot of the services like yourself gave them the capability of setting up maybe seven to 12 letters um, in advance that could go out at, at different times. So once they opted in, and they said, yes, I want to receive information on your widget. Now, once every few weeks or every week or whatever frequency you put on it, uh, you would get another letter explaining more about it, uh, you know, talking about it. And this can be used in the scenario you just talked about where somebody is in real estate or in uh, the car market or different markets where they can, once somebody gets involved, they can get into this queue of letters that are going to send out, be sent out at a particular interval to catch them up on things. So there is an automation that you can uh, put to this so you don't have to be doing it all the time. Of course, you should be touching your people and following up with them as much as you can because you do want some personal contact, but you don't have to do it all um, manually, correct? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, 
again, we're in a digital world in which everything can be synchronized and actually integrated. Um, so when it comes down to email marketing, I mean, I'm sure we've all received that email that says, hello, Mr. You know, JW. Um, I mean, and we've, you know, the first time that I received that, I thought to myself, wow, this company actually sends an email to all their subscribers and, you know, writes their name in there? How is that possible? But this right. is all done by automation in which um, we can merge certain fields from your contact list into the emails. And going forward with that, um, you can actually, based on on certain fields with um, our system, Benchmark Email, we have a tool called Conditional Formatting in which um, when you specify a certain field, let's say um, you want to send out an email to all of your contacts, but based on the state that they're, that they're in, you want a flag, their state flag, to show at the very top of that newsletter. Could you imagine creating 50 different newsletters for everyone? Now, our system actually allows you to do conditional formatting in which, based on a field in their um, in each one of your customers, let's say, profile, you can automatically change your entire email. So when we say time-consuming, i got to tell you, I say this uh, to basically all of our customers. As much as I love our site, I don't want you on it for more than an hour. Um, the real setup is just when you're getting started. That's, that's really where, where the time-consuming is and getting to know the product and how to utilize it and, of course, being creative with it to do best email marketing practices. So that's really where your time consumption is, is um, the, the, the core of it. But later on, it's, it's really all automated, and you just need to check in here and there to make sure everything's flowing well. You really don't want to be on it that long. You don't want to make it a big, long job. Absolutely. No, not at all. And really, what we try to focus on is um, small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we've all been there, right? When you're a small business, you don't have time to sit down on one thing for more than 30 minutes, really. You have to be the, the you know, the marketing guy, the salesman, you know, the the – you have to do it all. So you have 100 yeah, million other things right. to do. For that same reason, we don't want you on our site for more than an hour as much as we love it. <laughs> well, let me cut you off for a second because this brings up the, the point that I was trying to formulate, and that is um, training because there's, a, there's always that uphill you know, learning curve on all this stuff, and it seems like every new thing I get from my business, I've got this learning curve, and believe me, I'm already, you know, overwhelmed and two two weeks uh, behind. So specifically right now, what kind of training do you give the new user? Yeah, absolutely. In regards to benchmark email, we – we provide you many of manuals online in which, you know, we, we can, we can um, give you a, a, a general explanation of best email marketing practices. But, you know, going back, every industry is different. Um, we're now starting to actually launch um, uh, industry manuals. So based on your industry, we're, we are looking to, to, to actually provide you a free manual that you can download and, of course, guide you through the beginning steps of email marketing. Um, when it comes to actually learning our service in particular, I, you know, I got to tell you, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. All of our tools will, were, were built in that manner in a one, two, three-step process. Um, apart from that, we also, I mean, us as well as most companies, we'll provide you live support via phone, chat, email, and we take it to the next level. I actually host a daily webinar every single day, Tuesday through Friday at 1 p.m., in which I'll go over all of our software. I mean, from the simple daily? task of importing. I'm sorry? You do this daily? 
daily, believe it or not, Tuesday through Friday. Um, I, I host it, and I explain our entire system from the simple task of importing your list all the way through creating an email newsletter. By the end of it, you're not just a benchmark um, um you're not just a benchmark email professional, you're an email marketing professional. <laughs> but, no, that's good. Here's the, here's the issue. It's not, you know, when you're left with a new tool, it's not what you have to learn about doing your specific task that, that is always the, the problem. It's what you don't know about what you don't know, and that is, okay, I've got this tool. What can I do with it? And most of the time it's you don't understand, oh, I have this, uh, I can do these um drip marketing letters, and I can do this uh, merging, or I can uh, uh, separate my email lists, or just, uh, you know, separate them by characteristics in one, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and so having a class like that, I would imagine uh, where you go over all this stuff would be very important, because I think the first time I got into it, I didn't know about drip letter. And everybody yeah. telling me, and I'm I'm working my butt off, getting doing letter after letter after letter, and people saying, "Why oh are you spending so much time? Why is it so much work?" And I said, "Because <laughs> I've got to get this letter out and that letter out, and this is, and three weeks later, I've got to put another one." And they're going, "Don't want you to use the drip," and I'm like, what? <laughs> "I could do that? What? You know?" <laughs> so that's that was the hard thing for me is not knowing what was available. Yeah, no, that's 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 one of the key problems, and it's uh, something that actually our marketing director has always said, you know, a phone, it's not going to give you millions of dollars. A phone is just a tool for you to grow your business. Email marketing works the same way. Um, we'll give you the tool. Now it's learning how to utilize that tool and being creative with it as as well to do best email marketing practices and get the most out of it. Right. It's very true. Okay, so a growing business, um, you know, we hear about outbound, inbound marketing and which is better and which is not. I think that I have two theories myself. If everybody's zigging, then you should be zagging. So if everybody, uh, if everybody's doing uh, cold calls, then maybe you should be doing mail, um, so that you stand out. But email marketing is ever growing. The web's ever growing. Um, so it's not, it's not going away, and it's a great way to get to people. And it's probably one of the least expensive ways to get to people. Um, what other benefits can email marketing provide uh, a growing business? Yeah, now I, I gotta say this is the never-ending list. <laughs> Since right. email marketing is um, actually something that's digital, it can be basically integrated with just about any other online platform. So you know there is this big thing going around saying you know when the social media hits its hits its peak, it's going to be the end of email marketing because you know it's all going to be done through there. But to tell you the truth, you know, and for marketers out there, you you should know. I mean, we we all know that to to convince someone to you know to to have someone really believe in your product, they need more than one channel to see it from. You know, they'll see it in an article, a friend will tell them, they'll see a tweet, and then they'll go to your website, they'll see the site, and then they'll sign up for your newsletter, get your email, and then they'll sign up. People need confidence and you know in businesses and what they're doing. And again, since there's so much out there nowadays, since, you know, online it's just so easy to reach out to people, um, a lot of times they'll get an overload for that. So, of course, everyone wants to choose the best and the most affordable service for them. So that's why um, e 
email marketing the the biggest benefit from it is just using it as another as 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 a secondary or maybe your primary channel to reach out to your customers i would never say to simply use email marketing i would always encourage everyone to use as many channels as possible um i mean with with our platform in pacific you can actually integrate your email marketing with your social media pages with your blogs um you can uh, also do it with uh, your website using Google Analytics. And if you really want to get tricky using our API, you can integrate us with just about any other third-party flat platform you can think of. <laughs> wow. It's really about being able to tie these things together. There are so many disparate uh, entities before. The LinkedIn didn't connect to the this, the that. Now you have the, the like buttons and, the, you, know, and you, you, could, you could poke, you could like, you could follow from one page. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And not only that, um, you know, again, with email marketing, you can post that out. And as soon as you send out your email, it's automatically posted to your Facebook page, your Twitter page. And the beauty of it is just seeing how everything just comes together at once and you track it all. And you just get this tingling feeling. I did not know that. So, oh, yeah. Oh, this is a big, this is a big deal. Exactly. I mean, let me put it to you this way. Um, let me give you a perfect day in an email marketing world. Okay. Let's say um, you, you go ahead and you create your wonderful email, and before scheduling out, you make sure that it will automatically post on your Twitter and Facebook account, as well as it's integrated with your site using Google Analytics. Now, for those that uh, aren't quite aware what Google Analytics does, what it's, it's a free service provided by Google. And again, like I mentioned before, there's so many amazing tools out there that are for free as well that can give you so much information such as this one which can actually track and tell you anyone that comes to your site it will tell you um, what where they came from was it a google search a yahoo search what keywords did they search it will track where they went through on your site what pages they looked at what links they click on it will even tell you how long they stayed on your site or if they made a purchase or not so that's yeah, something that you can they, do they exited have they bounced um exactly pages exactly many, that's how something these, how many of these visitors were unique yes that's 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 very people? important as well yeah, no, it's huge, especially if you're marketing on your site. Oh, absolutely. So going forward with that, I mean, email marketing really puts everything together because you're sending this email out, and it's automatically being posted on your social media sites, you know, your Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. And then at the same time, it's it's um, it's being tracked to who goes to your website. So when somebody clicks on, on your Twitter post, they're going to go to your newsletter. From the newsletter, they'll click on your site. And once they click on your site, Google Analytics will start working, and it will tell you, did, did this person make a purchase? Did that happen? I mean, the return on investment for email marketing, there was a study done in 2010. It mentioned that for every dollar spent for email marketing, $43 came back in return. And if we do the, the, the numbers and we compare this to other, um, to other marketing channels, this, this is a pretty good number. I mean, this is, this is an excellent number. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a lot of people that will call me up and tell me, well, you know, Daniel, it's not really working for me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm only getting a 40% a open rate. And I explained to them, you know, what 40% is a excellent open rate. The average open rate for email marketing in general is between a 15 to 20%. Anything above that, keep on doing whatever it is you're doing because you're doing an excellent job. No, that, that's, that's all great stuff. And by the way, on the analytics, I wanted to, I, I was not just talking about the Google Analytics. 
um, you have analytics uh, on Benchmark. Oh, yes, uh, of course. For the pages that you build, because you can build full WYSIWYG uh, newsletters and, and emails and everything right there. Um, and, and that's the stuff I'm guessing. That's also the stuff that gets tweeted and tweeted and Facebooked out, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of this is tracked. Anything that happens on the newsletter, you can track um, from your account itself. You can see who opened it, um, the times that they actually opened it, um, how many click-throughs. Let's say you have 100 different links on your newsletter. You can track each and individual one of those links who clicked on it. Um, going forward, you can also track you know, the, the, the bounces, unsubscribes, and, of course, unfortunately, people that have marked you as spam. All of this can be tracked within your account. And, well, this is stuff you need to know. I mean, I really want to know um, uh, that people unsubscribe from my list and how many people percentage-wise are, and I definitely want to know when somebody marks me as spam. Not so I can go yell at them, but, you know, more, more that I can uh, make sure that there's something in my um, marketing piece that isn't offending somebody. Exactly. That's exactly what it comes down to. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so... So why Daniel? What, what, what does Daniel have? What does Daniel know about marketing? Uh, why should we listen to Daniel? What does he know about all this kind of stuff? Well, first of all, you do work as the uh, you are the marketing director uh, for Benchmark, marketing manager, sales manager, sales, sales manager. manager for Benchmark, and Benchmark, like we said, had over seventy three thousand customers. Um, but Daniel, let's, let's talk about you for a second. Where are you, where are you from? I understand you were born in well, Vegas. Yes, absolutely. I was actually born in Vegas, so not many people are born there. They're mostly conceived there, but I'm proud to say I was born in Vegas. Um, yeah, I lived there until I was only four years old, and uh, then uh, my mother, she decided to move back to Spain, get out of the whole Vegas life. Uh, we went down to the southern part of Spain. Um, I started a computer business over in Spain, um, you know, when I was only 13, believe it or not. Um, I started when I was young. And, you know, just putting signs out, just, just going out, putting little signs on walls, you know, call if you need computer service. And I, I still remember the day I had my first client. He called me and I was hanging out with my friends and whatnot. And, um, you know, you know how a, how does a 13 year old pick up the phone? Yo, what's up? You know, that's, that's exactly what I did. And the client at the time is this, uh, Daniel Miller can be, oh, yeah, yes, I got all professional. I do apologize, sir. And, and, um, you should have seen his face when I walked into his house to fix his, uh, his computer. Um, but when I fixed it in five minutes and no one else, he's called several, other professional companies that went to his house. No one could fix it. When I solved it in five minutes, he was amazed. And again, that comes to say the word of mouth. From that client on, I built up about 150 clients that would call me every two weeks. And um, yeah, um, once once um, I uh, moved into that again. Uh, at the same time, I was uh, working as as a bartender in a in a small little beach bar down in the in the southern part of Spain. It sounds like a dream, right? <laughs> I was gonna say somebody. I guess you know it's rough, but somebody's got to do it, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, my office at that time was the beach. I, I loved it every day of my life. I've I've lived by the beach. That's now why I live in Southern California. Um, yeah, I, I you know a surfer, I by the way. Oh, yeah, I, I love surfing, snowboarding, you name it, extreme sports, I have to do them. Um, so, yeah, I decided to come back over here, um, explore new ideas, projects out here, and, um, yeah, I started working for Benchmark as a support rep and uh, moved my way up to the sales manager. Here I am. <laughs> well, that's, no, that's great. That's great. And uh, starting, starting in sales so early, you, 
you kind of been in the trenches. You kind of know what people are going through. Um, having the tech, knowing the technical side helps you get through that. And um, I think that your company, I don't know who's in charge over there who puts it together because when and I first got together with Benchmark, and I've used Constant Contact and Aweber and the others, when I really enjoyed working with Benchmark. And there were some issues. Uh, the WYSIWYG didn't work all when they first put it together correctly. But your, the staff out there really listened to everything we asked, you know, people like myself asked them to do. They worked hard on it, and they were continually upgrading and fixing things. Which I appreciate because, believe me, I work with a lot of services, and all I do is bitch and moan all the time. And I was always surprised that Benchmark was always coming out with newer, better stuff, and so I really appreciate that. Now, I, all the companies out there, there's there's pluses and minuses to every one of them, um, and you know, there's different pricing ranges and all kinds of great stuff. Tell me, Daniel, why Benchmark? Why Benchmarking? I like to hear that. And JW, for yourself, you know, we we, we appreciate you. I mean. You've been with us since about 2007. I actually looked at your account yesterday, and I was like, oh, my goodness. He's been with us since almost day one. Um, but why benchmark email over the others? Well, um, you know, the, the three main things, and this is something that I, I make sure I focus to all of our sales reps. We're not here to sell the product. The product sells itself. We're here to make sure our customer knows how to use the product and they're signing up to the right plan. That's really what the sales, um, what our, what our sales reps do is they make sure you're signing up to the right plan and you understand the capability that our system has. So let me put it to you that way. I mean, it's, it's as easy as that. We're here not to sell you something. We're here to make your life easier and, and, and provide you everything that you will need and as well give you ideas, explain how things work. Um, you know, we, we will actually sit down with you and explore okay what are you doing right now how, how, how can we better this well you know we'll we'll just call you and shoot back and forth to figure out what is the best email marketing practices that would work best with you how can you integrate this with your other channels with your social media and so forth and we our goal is really to put you on the line of success further from there i mean it's like you said all companies have plus and minuses. Um, our price is, I would say, un unbeatable, really, when it comes down to the bundled packages. Um, some competitors will have hidden fees for, you know, a additional features such as pull surveys, or maybe adding more pictures. Um, with Benchmark Email, everything is included at the price that's stated. Wait, wait, and let me stop you for a second, though, Daniel. One of the companies out there, I'm not going to go into names at this point, but uh, they 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 actually have a free and a free stage and you don't and they also do unlimited mail and you guys have a ceiling like most do um now i've gone over the numbers and i understand uh what's going on there could you explain that to people who are looking at that and going oh my gosh uh this is a, a big difference to me now, when it comes to, I'm going to start off with the um, unlimited sends and why we limit it, and then I can actually move on to uh, the, the, the free accounts. Um, when it comes down to limiting email marketing, all right, now, a lot of our competitors, they'll have, you know, unlimited email marketing. They go by the by the number of subscribers to which you have, and, when, and you can send unlimited times. Now, our question is, how often do you really send to your subscribers? And how often do your subscribers want to hear from you? Unless you're a daily deal, coupon kind of a deal, do you really send every day an email and do your subscribers want to hear from you every day? Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of industries and companies that do do this, and they have amazing open rates, and it just works for them. So we do limit our list plan uh, um 
first of all, to go back, I, I'm I'm sorry for this. We actually have two different pricing structures. Mm-hmm. One is based on the number of individual emails that you send out, and the other one is based on the number of subscribers which you have to which you can send to multiple times a month at a flat rate. Now, that particular plan, we do limit it to seven times a month, but if you happen to need to send more than seven times a month, um, we will allow you to do so at the exact same price. We just might need to go through a little bit of a vetting process with you, which is just a five, ten-minute phone call. And uh, once we understand what you're doing is is not a, a, a potential abuse to your subscribers, then, yes, we'll be more than welcome to allow you to send unlimited times to all of your subscribers. But it's kind of a way to filter out all the spammers because when they come to your site and they say unlimited, that's what a spammer wants. <laughs> was this was this born out of Daniel? You know, um, was this born out of just the, you guys wanting to make sure that you had a a good clientele, or was some of this born out of the fact that some of the um, ISPs were seeing uh, companies like Constant Contact and, and uh, Aweber sending out all, so much stuff that they decided if it's coming from those companies, it must be spam, and that's what we're going to shut them down. Well, Does it's it's really. Too? Yeah, absolutely. It's really on the contrary because um, our our companies, um, well, you know, our company and our competitors, we're really fighting to to avoid spam. Um, we have very sophisticated software and um, actual procedures to go through to make sure that our customers have not purchased, rented, or obtained a third party list. And of course, this is to ensure that that you know our customers won't be spamming. And as soon as we get feedback from ISPs that say, hey, you know, we had so many spam complaints from this email, we immediately terminate that customer. We it's it's something that we can't afford because um, right. it's your IP blacklisted. Is that correct? It does. It, it could. It, it doesn't technically happen every single time, but it could get the IP blacklisted. But not only that, this is something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Um, the ISPs are not now worrying about the I, the IP as much. They're also worrying about the actual email address that it's sending on behalf of, because someone could constantly change their IP very easily. I mean, that's there's programs out there that can right. let you do it, yeah. But what you can't really change is your company name that easily, right? Because that's what people know you by. So when you right. send an email out, uh, you know, uh, Daniel at DanielMiller.com, if Daniel at DanielMiller.com gets blacklisted, now what do I do? <laughs> so the ISPs are starting to, you know, to, to go both ways. They're going after the IP as well as the actual email address from the sender. So, again, we're not doing it just for us. We're doing it for your own reputation as well, for our customers' reputation to make sure they don't get blacklisted either. Right. So, Daniel, um, you talked about uh, unlimited um plans and the difference between unlimited and non-unlimited plans. I appreciate that. Uh, also, I brought up free plans. Can you tell me about that? Yes, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of our competitors, you know, they they have all these free plans, you know, up to 1000 2.5000 you know, you name it, they have it. But what's the whole meaning behind that? You know, we, we saw all this happening. We saw that it had a lot of movement, a lot of traction, and we wanted to do something similar. But at the same time, we thought, okay, but why are we doing this? Are we just getting it to do free users? What are we going to obtain from that? What What's the whole point of it? So in our free plans, we do offer many um, uh, many programs in which it's free email marketing. There's a cause behind them. Um, we have a, a huge program which we just launched called We Care About Kids. Um, and what this focuses on is any nonprofit organization that focuses on kids, 
they can do free email marketing with us. Um, in regards to this, you know, what 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 better to invest in than our future, which is our kids? And going on from that, you know, branching down, we decided to also open up a new program, which involves PTAs. All U.S. PTAs are able to send email marketing for free. Um, I mean, I know we've all been there. When you're a teenager and you get that note, it ends up in the bottom of your backpack, and it stays there till next year. That's just how I go. I probably still have mine in the bottom of my backpack. So for that same reason. And, you know, we want to we want to allow PTAs. I mean, all PTAs. You know, most likely they're they're um, volunteers. They're they're not getting paid, and we just want to make their life easier and make sure that message is delivered to the parents. Um, and last but not least, we have you know, we have um, uh, two actually two other free programs, um, which is a, um, a Chambers of, of Commerce program is what we're calling it, and it's really called the Godfather program. It's because it's an offer they cannot refuse. <laughs> but um, going forward from there, what it basically is is all U.S. Uh, Chambers of Commerce are actually um, able to sign up to Benchmark Email and get an unlimited free email marketing account, and it doesn't stop there. We will also allow their members to get a free account up to a thousand contacts to which they can send seven times a month absolutely for free. Now, why are we doing this for the Chambers? Well, we've all been a small business, and Chambers help small businesses, and that's exactly what we want to do. We don't want anyone to be left out because they can't afford email marketing. So if you're a small business and you are a member of a Chamber, um, get them signed up and get on with the program because that's that's exactly what we'll do. We want to help you grow your business. And trust me, we got all the ideas and tools to help you expand, not just with email marketing. Let's integrate it all. Let's get your blogs, your social media, and get you moving forward. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so are there any ways that um, if a nonprofit really needs your help, can they call you guys and, and set something up? I mean, I know you go for kids and stuff like that, but if there's some other – like I'm the head of the U.S. Veterans Group. Uh, we have over 12,000 veterans uh, as members of our group. Um, there are some nonprofits out there that really are struggling and can use help. Could they actually call you and – uh, possibly you guys could help them out, or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for all nonprofits, we actually do provide a discount. Um, it's a 25% discount, and the best part of it, if you sign up for a year, we also provide you with an additional 15% discount. So we're looking at close to a 40% discount um, for you know for for signing up with us, and we just want to help out. It's it's really as easy as that. You know, there's. Uh, when when you come to think about it, you know, it's it's all about the purpose of what you're doing, um, you know, and, and money is really just the end result. Um, the purpose of what we're doing is helping people communicate. We don't want anyone to be left out because they can't afford it or because they don't know how to use it or so forth. Let us help you out. Let us, you know, uh, explain how to use our tools, how to how to integrate this with other channels and as well as how to do the best marketing practices you can do. That's that's really what we stand for and what we fight to do day to day. Well I love the Chamber of Commerce one. I've loved the kids one. We love you know, it's the it's all about the kids. Uh, not to be cliche but it really is. Um and they're the future. Yeah, I mean they, these people need need that kind of help. But I really like the Chamber of Commerce one because um, I get the uh, I get the whole small business affordability deal. Um, these guys really do. Nowadays, especially, we all need a, a lot more help than we did a few years ago. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do get a, a lot of people that will ask me, well, how do you make money if you're giving out all these free plans? How does it work? Well, the reason, the, the, the whole idea behind it is, you know, we, we are expecting um, at, at some point um, to, to um, in, in a way, get, um, get in return from all these plans. But um, the bottom line is, you're a small business. You need the most help you can get right now. Now, later on, once your small business grows and you outgrow this free plan that, that we provide you, which, by the way, it's up to a 1,000 contacts, once you outgrow this, then, yes, we'll, you know, we'll help you move into what we call a, a paid vehicle, and we'll, we'll be proud of you because we know we were a part of that to help you grow. No, that works out really well. Hey, I really appreciate you explaining that to us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys so, do a really good job, uh, and you guys are extremely thorough. And it actually, uh, it, it makes it <laughs> it makes it rough, but it makes you have to it makes you have to get those opt ins, um, which yeah. in the long run really is better for you. If you're going, you know, I, I see people all the time grabbing these. Somebody they get a list from somebody where somebody's put a thousand names in the in the CC line, and they grab them up and say, "Oh, here's another list to market to." Don't do it. I've actually got called from, uh, I, I, you know, in my early days, I played around with that. And I got calls from uh, some serious people saying, you, know, you keep doing that and you're going to be in some major trouble. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the most outrageous uh, um, uh, court that I've heard about this uh, lawsuit was over $6 million. Over $6 million that someone had to go forward with because of, you know, bad email marketing practices. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, that was intentionally and so forth. I mean, that's a whole other story, but, you know, that's, that, that just comes to show, you know, how, how deep in trouble we can get. It's not just an email, you know, we're, 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 we're being intrusive into someone's, you know, into someone's privacy, really. Um, but going on to, let me, to the let me free get, plans. Get, get you back on track here because I cut you yeah. off when I had asked you the question, so why benchmark email? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of explained it, but to kind of uh, pinpoint it down, I have to say, I, I believe we we provide the, I would say, the best customer support there is. I mean, we we don't just give you the support. We understand what your problem is, and we fix and make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, and, you know, from the, simple, from the simple task of setting up a free trial and the amount of support and guidance that we provide you, that just comes to show it all. Um, we also provide you, like I said, no hidden fees. When you sign up to our service, everything's included. I mean, surveys, pools, autoresponders, all the templates. Um, you can add up to um, around 100 pictures, all depending on the size of these. I mean, everything's included. Some of our competitors will charge additional fees for these extra features. We see no point to that. I mean, let's give you all of your tools so you can really utilize it all and get the most out of it. Further on from there, uh, the last but not least, I would I would have to say, you know, um, we we do have very sophisticated tools which um, our, our our competitors don't have. But you know, it's kind of like you mentioned there. Um, there's plus and minuses in regards to features from all competitors. Uh, ones that could make us stand out, I would say, is uh, the ability to actually send video emails um, with our service. Yeah, you can actually. That. 
Yeah, we can actually embed a video in the body of your email, and you can send it out, and yes, the video will be played within the body of the email. Um, a lot of people will ask me, well, will they click on that, and that's going to take them to the YouTube page? No, not at all. That's, that defeats the whole purpose. When right. they click on it, the video will be viewed within the body of the email. Um, it might not be in their inbox. They, it might take them to a landing page that will replicate their email and uh, play the video within the email, but once once again, it's always going to be within that body. Um, for those that are a little tech-savvy and no coding, um, I'd be more than welcome to explain how to actually embed the video so you can play it within an inbox, but that's that's for the high-tech people. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. So um, let's wrap this up. I, you know, Benchmark Email is 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 a great company. I've used them. I've preferred them over some of the other companies I've used. That's just my opinion. Um, I'd like to tell everybody uh, email marketing is important. One of the things that you had mentioned, and I, did, and I, I didn't an answer you on it, but um, I did want to mention really quick, um, you talk about people who give up. They do it. They put a couple emails out. They don't get a big response, or they think that forty percent isn't you know opening isn't uh, enough. <laughs> but what I like to um, remind people is that top of mind awareness is very important, and email can can keep that going for you. And what I mean by that, there's a sales cycle, and, and I'm sure you've uh, you've studied this, Daniel. Um, everybody thinks that the sales cycle is uh, you have a, a bell curve, and you decide that you want to buy a new computer. Uh, because you need a new system, so you have, um, you know, the next six months to go and check prices everywhere all over the place and, and find the best dealer and go uh, take the time to do all the studying and all that kind of stuff so that when you're ready to purchase, you're, you get the best deal from the best guy and the best service. But what really happens in the real world is that the sales cycle is not a bell curve. It's more of a uh, roller coaster. And what happens is you decide, you realize, the day you realize that you need a new computer system, you figure you have time to figure it all out and uh, put everything together and find all this good service, etc. And then one day, the thing crashes. <laughs> well, now you don't have time to find the best price, the best service, the best dealer. Who are you going to go to? The guy who is around the most. And if they're exactly. constantly seeing... Um, J.W. Nigerian out there coming back and saying, hi, guys, how you doing? We still offer the great service, the great prices. We can install. We can do this. We can help you. It's like the first thing they do is go, where's that email from J.W.? Exactly. Because they might not go looking for you to go buy their system, but the day it crashes, you're the guy they, they remember because you were there. You stayed their constant companion and friend, and that also makes them believe that they can trust you to be around for them. And you know what? Since you you know what you've you've explained the perfect case, and I'm going to give you a scenario that I have actually gone through. Okay. Um, let's say the return on investment, like we mentioned, for every dollar spent, it's forty three. And a lot of people are saying, "Well, how's that even possible with the open rate and so forth?" Well, let me do this way: um, Dell Computers. It's a company I've signed up for. I don't know, maybe three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. I think I've opened up the emails that they've sent me. I think I've opened up maybe. 
four to the most. <laughs> we're we're calculating about once right a year, you. right? And, yeah. and I get this email every single month. You know what? It's embedded in my head now. I expect it every single month. And if I don't get it, I go looking for it. And I found it many times in my junk mail, and I've said this is not junk. Now, to go forward with this, um, I've purchased maybe from all these emails from the four that I've opened, I think I've purchased one product from Dell. Now, what's the cost of that product? Six to eight, maybe $1,000. That's paid for my email marketing for my entire life, meaning all the emails they're going to send me, that's, that's paid for my entire life. Not only that, all the people I forward that email to that have called me and say, hey, Daniel, I'm looking to buy a new computer. Oh, let me forward you this email that I get from Dell every month. They have killer deals there. Boom, and I'll forward that to them. That's how me email marketing works. It's exactly what you said. Um, it's all about keeping your brand floating in someone's head and just utilizing it as another channel to market to your customers, subscribers, or followers. Oh, absolutely. I do that all the time. I, I'm a flagger. And when I, get, when I get crappy email, I just dump it. I just delete it. But if I see something like a newsletter from a commercial real estate company or from HP, uh, Verizon even has a really good one now where they have webcasts every week really on really interesting subjects. I don't read them. I don't have time even to go check out when the webinar is, but I'll flag them just in case I want to go back. Exactly. Or it in a box. So I've got exactly. a thousand Verizon emails that I'll never go look at, but I've flagged every one of them. And um, if somebody does want to know about something, I'll go back and, and do the same thing you did. I'll forward out that email to them. If you have problems with your phone, with anything, you're going to have that email there to go back to and know who to contact. It's exactly oh, yeah, what it's I keep, for. I, yeah, I keep, every, I keep everything that, that I think is important or has good information in it. And that's why I tell people, put stuff out that has good information, have good value. I even keep this one called Motivational Quote of the, of the Day. I've yes. looked at probably about 20 of them, and I have about 400 of them. But yeah, I, I'd save every one of them. Yeah, you know what? It's it's in the human nature. We we we. It's hard to 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 have us let go of things that we you know we 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 see as ours. So yeah, for that same reason, I mean, it's it's just the best way to do it. Just keep your brand floating in people's heads. They'll share the word. And email is the way to do that. Email is very important. It's not just uh, sending out a couple emails to try to sell a widget or two. Um, what I want everybody to do is. Go out there and check out all the different companies uh, out there. But I, what I really want you to do is while you're checking out all the companies and all the things that can happen, I really want you to take a look at Benchmark. Um, if you're on my page, there's links to uh, Benchmark and information on Daniel and the company and some other things. I want you to take a look at it because I think that it's uh, they're, they're a real player. They're, uh, if you need support, they're one of the best support uh, companies out there. Uh, believe me, I've used them. For a long time, as Daniel said, and I've used their support, and it's really it, it's really great. And I don't want to make this commercial for Benchmark, but I, I really think that you need to give them a uh, a good look before you choose. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. JW, thank you for having us here today. I I I I loved it. I have to say, and um, yeah, please, I would love to uh, to come on your show maybe further on and speak about maybe other details about email marketing. That would be uh, that would be great. That would be really appreciated. I know you guys don't do this all the time, but uh, oh, can you give the webinar information so they can go to your one o'clock and maybe check you out? 
Yeah, absolutely. This is something that uh, you won't need an account to sign up with. Um, if you go to our website, um, you'll see at the top there's uh, some tabs there. Go ahead and click on the resourcing t on the resources tab. Further on on the left-hand side, you will see a link for our webinars. As mentioned, I do these Tuesday through Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Um, we do have additional webinars for as well different languages. Um, so depending on whatever you prefer, go right ahead, sign up, and we're here for you. <laughs> Daniel, again, thank you very much. So everybody, have a great week, a great month, and a great year. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another in a series of podcasts brought to you by the Commercial Real Estate Professional Investors Group, also known as Craypig. Craypig can be found at www.craypig.com. Craypig Audio Series is a production of Meta Media Group, copyright 2011, and is the property of the Commercial Real Estate Professional Investors Group and Meta Media Group, and all rights are reserved. <laughs>